Yo, what's good, you two? Welcome back to the Shooter Straight Podcast. It's your co-host, Zach. And I'm Blue. Welcome back to episode nine of the podcast. Uh, first things first, you know, I guess thank y'all once again for all the support on all the previous episodes and the clips and everything. I feel like we say this every episode, but I feel like sometimes it just has to be reiterated over and over again. We've just been doing really good, so we're just really appreciative. Facts. Um, but honestly, with all that being said, we're just going to kick it off straight into... Uh, a good, real good episode we got planned here. Um, sports. We're gonna kick it off with some sports and some NBA. The biggest news potentially in the whole world of basketball, maybe even sports. Kevin Durant requesting a trade from the Brooklyn Nets. This is also coming after Kyrie also kind of did the same. So the Nets are kind of blowing up. You know what I mean? Just kind of like we kind of expected. Kicking it straight into it with this breaking news. Where do you think the best fit for Kevin Durant in a trade is? Well, you got options. One of the best places I think he could possibly go to is, I remember we were talking about he could go to the Golden State Warriors. Return back there? If he went to the Warriors again, that'd be great. If they could possibly get him. Again, bring again. him back. We'll bring bring him back, him back the iconic duo of Curry and KD and dominate the league again. I feel like that's a good option, obviously, and they've, they've had rumors about it already. Facts. The Timberwolves? I know the Nets asked for him. I don't know if that would I, the next ask for him. They, they tried to Anthony get a deal. T- they tried the to get a deal and it never worked. I honestly don't think that would have been a good move. Get the Timberwolves. Yeah, the Timberwolves. He, he's not winning nothing over there. So, do you think that overall the best fit would be the Warriors over any other team? Facts. Uh, like the Heat, maybe Miami would make a good number. Jimmy Miami Butler. would make a good team. Maybe, sure. maybe, maybe they. I feel like they, the main teams have been Miami, Toronto. Warriors, and then rumors of maybe Memphis getting involved. Clippers? Clippers, I don't know if they're getting it done because they're rocking with Kawhi and Paul George. Yeah. I feel like they're just going to keep riding it with that. Although KD all with them, that would be crazy. I don't think that's going to happen. They traded Paul George? They could get it done. And and I like I said before, I've said it on the podcast, I don't, I'm don't. i not really a big Paul George guy. I did in the, maybe in the, Indian, in the Indiana days, but he's just kind of – a playoff choker nowadays. You know what I mean? It's kind of what he's been. Facts. So, I think that the Warriors overall, I mean, we've seen it. The Warriors are the best fit. Because you plug him in right there. We've already seen it with Curry. We know it's going to work. We know that they're instantly going to win more championships. It's not going to be a debate. It's going to go back to how the NBA was. I would like to go for him to go to Memphis, but who's Memphis giving up? They can't give up Jaws, so. They got Jaron Jackson and maybe Dylan Brooks and maybe a first-round pick or that'd a be, first round That'd be picks. nice. Then, then basically you'd just be trading away Jaron Jackson and that potential duo and you're getting Ja and KD. And you're, you're talking about a potential championship contender right now. Of course. You know what I mean? Um, but overall, right now – we we we, we kind of mentioned it with the Timberwolves deal. Kind of gives you a frame of mind of what the Nets are asking for KD. And realistically, no team is going to meet these demands. And that's why I don't know if this KD trade is even going to happen. And it's something I did want to talk about. I don't know if a KD trade is going to happen just because right now the Nets' price is too high. They're asking for Carl Anthony Towns, Carl Anthony, Anthony Towns Edwards, and, Anthony and four first-round yeah. picks. I mean, that's ridiculous. No team is given anywhere something close to that. That's two stars and four first-round picks. No team is, is ever going to do that deal. There's no GM in the league. Not even on 2K you're getting that deal done. 
So ultimately, the Nets are going to have to bring their asking price down. And that's why I think the Warriors might actually have a good chance of getting them because the Warriors have some pieces there. If they bring that offer, they bring that asking price down, the Warriors might be able to get this done if that's where he wants to go back to. However, the media already hates Kevin Durant so much, I just don't know if that's his play. Unless he just is totally going F the media and he's just going full rogue and he doesn't care about what the media says anymore. Which he's kind of already done that to a certain extent, but ultimately, if he's going to go somewhere, I think it's either going to be the Warriors or Miami. But I feel like there's a chance he might just stay because no team is going to pay this price. I feel nah, like I think, it's just nah, a waiting game right now. But I think he's leaving. I think he. I think he's set on leaving. You would think, but then I just don't know if if the, he's under contract and if the price is like this. How how could you justify that? You know what I mean? Like well, I don't know what team even has the kind of package to put together that would they be willing to send like this similar package with K, K, uh, Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards and four first round picks. I don't know where you're getting even something close to that. So that's the big problem. And I, and do you, I don't even know if KD is necessarily worth all of that either. Carl Anthony Towns is great. Anthony Edwards could be a you star. Go to the Bucks. Kevin Durant to the Bucks. Nah, you go to the Bucks. It's not gonna happen. Nah. I don't think the Bucks don't even have anywhere near close to, to enough to get. If that's what they're get asking for. Get rid of for, Drew Holiday? They're going to need more than that. They'd have to give up Chris Middleton, too. But Giannis and KD. I mean, it would be nasty, but I just don't know. I feel like Milwaukee, has their their team is so well built around Giannis that it, you're, you're risking breaking that up just to, to put two stars together. It could work, but it also could flop. And we haven't seen KD work with with anyone really besides the Warriors because that's where he's won. He hasn't won anywhere else, let's just be honest. And I feel like it's time to start assessing that with KD. Even though he was young in his OKC days, and he, and he was, you know, he, he, I was, got a feeling he didn't he... win in OKC and he didn't win in Brooklyn, and he only won in Golden State because they were good. It's time to start realizing that's the narrative with KD. That's the truth. That's just what it is. I got a feeling, though, he might he might go back to the Warriors. I do th- I, I'm starting to get that feeling, too. It's starting It'd be to... interesting, though, see Jimmy Butler and KD. Oh, but... For sure, for sure. And I think KD would benefit from having that heat mentality with Eric Spolstra and Pat Riley, that hard nose. I feel like KD would thrive once he got accustomed to that style of basketball. But I just don't know if he's going to take that risk. And I just don't know if Pat Riley, he's a smart basketball guy. We know that, one of the best GMs in the league. He's not dumb enough to make that kind of deal for Kevin Durant. He's only going to make a deal that he knows he's winning that deal. You know what I mean? I think he knows where Kevin Durant's leverage is, and he knows more about it than we do. So I think maybe he might be working behind the scenes or he might have already said, I'm not doing it because this price is crazy. The Warriors might be the only team willing to pay somewhat close to that price, you know, with Jordan Poole and such. So I feel like that kind of segues right into the next thing. Uh, Also mentioning off of KD, just who would you rather have right now if you were starting up your franchise? If you could pick, because obviously KD's on the move, LeBron or Kevin Durant, who would you rather have going into the next season? I think LeBron's a better player right now, but I think he's starting. He's going to start running out of steam, and Katie's still going to be com- competitive for years to come. Compete, yeah, for years to come. Exactly, exactly. So if you were starting off your franchise, you would pick KD. Got to pick KD. But if it was like just for next season, who would you pick? If it was just a one-off season, one-off game, who would you rather have right now? Is it still KD over LeBron? You might have to pick LeBron. And, and we'll, and we'll and, get and into that. And, and that's what I was saying. I'm about to segue right into the top five NBA players going into next season. I want to hear exactly. your list. 
LeBron obviously must be on this list. So I got LeBron, then KD, and then I got Giannis, Luka, and Curry. That's your top five? Yep. And, you know, my top five is pretty similar to a certain extent. You know, I got Giannis, I got Joel Embiid, I got Nikola Jokic, got LeBron, and then I got Curry at number five. Ultimately, like... So you didn't put KD or Luka. Yeah, I don't have... Because instead you put... Joel Embiid and Jokic. Jokic Jokic having the back-to-back MVPs, I think, obviously plays a big factor into that. And when you look at the stats, Joel Embiid has just been such a dominant force, and I feel like he's only on the up-and-coming. So going into next season... I think it's hard to pick between Giannis and and Embiid. Embiid. I feel like Giannis, for me, is just... with Obviously, he's got the championship, which kind of plays into a factor in the back of my head. But Giannis, for me, is just... It's just so dominant. And Giannis, or Embiid is dominant, don't get me wrong, but Giannis is just dominant. Like it, it just feels like in a Shaq type of way where it's just like a, when he's going, you can't stop him. Like when he's not in foul trouble and when he's confident and when he's just going, realistically you can't stop him. And that's why James Harden even said it must be nice to be Giannis and just running and dunking. It's that easy for him. That's why I feel like Giannis, he's just on that level of dominance. So I got to have him at number one. Then you go with Embiid, you got Jokic, LeBron, Curry. You know what I mean? Both, they both got Curry at number five right after he wins the championship. I feel like that's a fair placement for him. You know, I feel like LeBron is just better right now than Curry. LeBron, I would like to have LeBron even higher on my list. But just I just don't know where he's at going in the next season. If LeBron is healthy, he's still the best player in the league. However, I just don't know where he's at. Is he load managing? I just don't know what LeBron is tr- really trying to get at next season. You know, we don't really know. So, ultimately, that's that's where I that's where I'm at in my top five. You know, you got anything to add on that? I I like I like Luca over Jokic for yeah. years to come. I got I got Luca right in at number six right now. Right now, I'm talking right now. Obviously, Luca took in years to come. He's he's sliding in there. He's probably going to be number one on that list pretty damn soon. You know what I mean? Luca and I really like Luca. He's right there. He, to be honest, if Curry doesn't win the championship, he's probably right there sitting at five on my list. But when Curry beats you and knocks you out in the Western Conference Finals, I have no choice. He forced my hand. I'm not even a Curry fan. I didn't want to do that. I like Luca more than Curry. You know what I mean? And I think up and coming to the future, we're going to see Luca's obviously on the come up, and Curry is going to be on the decline somewhat soon. I don't know when. Now, I know you wanted to get in the Summer League. And Chet Holmgren? Yep. And now they're comparing him to Dirk Nowinski. After these first two games in the Summer League, and we got the chance to watch the, the first game and some of the second game. Ultimately, I, I like what I saw out of Chet Holmgren after these first two games. I'm not going to lie. I don't think they should... They should be comparing him to an all-time great, though. I think when you're a number two overall pick and you've kind of talked up a big game, I think you, maybe you should be getting compared. You know, is it is it too early to say? I think the comparisons kind of just come from the style of jump shot that he took, that little one, one-legged fadeaway. Is Dirk is, – is Chet Holmgren going to be like Dirk? No. Because Chet Holmgren is going to be his own type of player. I think we're, we, we kind of saw it. A dominant shot blocker who ultimately – one of his only flaws in his game is what he got exposed on by Kenny Lofton Jr. Is just he got bodied in his second game against um, when he played against Kenny Lofton Jr. And you know what I mean? 
He got bodied. The NBA is going to bring some serious physicality. I don't think Chet, Chet Holmgren be able to compete. I think Chet Holmgren proved. I think no, I think Chet Holmgren like he showed that he can play in the NBA. He's going to be a good player. He has that talent. He has that skill set. Ultimately, like he can dribble the ball for a big guy. He like no one is really doing that. Like he's doing it at that kind of at that kind of length, the seven six wingspan. I mean, the guy is just kind of crazy. He's shooting the three, stretching the floor, playing that point center kind of role. He can affect the game in multiple ways, even when he's not shooting well. You know, the, his second summer league game after his huge outbreak, he had uh, only eleven points, three of eleven shooting, but he still had five or four blocks, and he had twelve rebounds. So he affected the game in other ways, and he showed... So he was positive. Exactly. So he's just showing that he can be positive for the team. And ultimately, I feel like that's what we're looking at this season for Chet Holmgren. Chet Holmgren is not going to be great his rookie year. He's going to be mid. Mid mid at best. Some people are going to be saying that he's a complete bust after this year. That's my prediction. I think some people are going to be saying he's a complete bust. And I'm not going to be one of those people because I'm saying right now, you give Chet Holmgren two to three years to develop into NBA, he already has that skill set initial skill set with NBA coaching and all he needs is just to bulk up a little bit. If he gets that, it's over. He has everything else. So if he can just hold his own in the paint and not get bodied by guys like Kenny Lofton Jr., he'll be all right. I really believe that. He's I think gonna, it's going to be interesting, though, to see how he versus um, like, how he plays in the NBA. Versus against like, real. Yeah, against real stars. Like Giannis and such like that. I feel like that's going to be the, the main test. I feel like people are saying, like they're saying, oh, well, obviously Kenny Lofton Jr. is an undrafted rookie. And he's bodying the number two pick and smoking them and making, you know what I mean? That's what that's the narrative they're pushing out there. And he's going and Chet's going to OKC. Yeah, and they're not even going to be anything good. They're kind of building for the future still, even after getting Chet Holmgren. So, and that's why I think Sam Presti did what he did, and it was a very smart move on his part, picking Chet Holmgren at the number two pick over over Smith, because. Chet Holmgren is building for the future. You see the talent. The ceiling is higher than any other pick. He has that talent, and he can be a superstar in the league. He just needs a couple years in the league to develop. And Sam Presti knows that OKC is a couple years away from even contending or doing anything. So why not just pick Chet Holmgren and let him develop on a safe spot in OKC? That's I mean, it's, it's, it's a really smart move from him, and that's why I think he was so decisive in his move to draft him number two because he had a lot of options, obviously, as the number two overall pick. You know, do you think Chet silenced the critics in the media and solidified himself after these two games? Did you do you see the potential? Do you think he could be a star in the NBA? Within his first within couple his first, of years, no. Like yeah, like I said. Nah. Not within his first he's, he's gonna have to work. Yeah. Feel like he's gonna have to work, and it's gonna come maybe in three, four years, even five. But it could be like, could be like Giannis, and he just develops, and he just develops, and then eventually he has a huge breakout year. I don't think he's gonna be a star right away, though. That, I think that's what we're. I think that's what the expectations should be for Chet Holmgren. He has the talent, but if you just look at him, he's not NBA ready. But when he becomes NBA ready in terms of like his, his body and everything like that, I think it's gonna be a scary sight to see. And I really do believe that. And I think it, it's not crazy to, to be comparing him to Dirk. He might be up there in terms of the all-time greats by the time it's all said and done. But people are going to be writing him off because he's talking up a big game. People are going to write off Chet Holmgren after this rookie season because he's not going to win rookie of the year. 
He's not going to win rookie of the year. And people are going to write him off because he's talking like he is. But if you just just watch the game, you you, you can see that this kid is going to be something special. I like the kid that's going to the Warriors better. Do you remember his name? Uh, the kid we, we, we watched in the summer league? Yeah. You don't like him better than Chet. Yeah. I like he's him some undrafted guy. You don't like him better than Chet. I like him better Santos, than Santos, right? Santos. Nah, he, ain't, he don't even know his first name. What you know about him? He's going to be a star. Speaking of stars, yeah, Anthony, Anthony Davis. Davis. Ooh. Anthony Davis is reportedly locked in and back in the gym working out every day, 4.50 in the morning. The Lakers are going to be back, baby. I'm not even going to ask the question. I'm going to ask you the question. Will the Lakers get the old AD back next season and potentially compete for the championship? It's a possibility. Might get Kyrie in the mix. Yeah. Definitely going, definitely going but, into the but, finals. But will AD perform? That's the real question. Hey, he's a great player. If he's locking in, he's locking in. I remember when he first got drafted, he was <sighs> AD. But you had said that you didn't think, you know, no, no, you had said that you didn't think AD was going to be do good this year. Now, nah, why are you going back on your take? You said earlier AD wasn't going to be doing good this year. Because we didn't know he was locking in, man. We didn't know he was putting in the work. No, 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 no. You were literally just saying earlier that AD is not going to be cutting it. You know, he wasn't going to be cutting it. Now he's locking in, and all of a sudden you think he's going to be ready? Hey, man, if he's, he's going to practice at 450. He's a basketball player, and he started to pick up a basketball and go go to the gym. You know, this isn't crazy news, you know what I mean? You got Harden. He's either Where good, he at? He's either good or he's not. You got Harden. Is he picking up a basketball at 450? I don't know, but I do know. That AD is coming back. We're getting the the old AD back, the dominant AD. He's coming back, and that that's what's gonna bring the Lakers to the championship. Nah, the, that's what's gonna win the Lakers the championship. Nah, AD. Nah. If AD stays healthy, and if well, look, when AD stays healthy and LeBron is healthy, that's two top five players in the league. Still, we just saw it in twenty twenty. Like I said before, that wasn't that long ago. If AD is healthy, the Lakers will compete for the championship, and the icing on top. Fucking sprinkles on there? Is Kyrie coming in? If Kyrie People are sleeping on how dominant of a victory that is. If Kyrie goes there, then I got him going to the finals. If Kyrie ain't going, I gotta say, they ain't going. But if AD is gonna play like old AD, they got a chance. His AD is not without Kyrie. a top five player in this league. Not without Kyrie Irving, they don't. But they're gonna, you know, it is it is expected to to. Somehow the deal is going to finish with Kyrie. That's the expectation with Brian Windhorst, one of the most respected and reliable ones. You know what I mean? He's saying that somehow it's going to finish. Somehow Kyrie is going to end up in a Los Angeles Lakers uniform. I don't know how it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. If the deal don't work, they're not going. I think that I really do think that if AD plays well, even if the Kyrie deal doesn't happen, it, they could still compete. However, they need to get Kyrie Irving to basically solidify the championship, I feel like. so th- th- You're solidifying the championship if you get Kyrie on top. AD, Kyrie, LeGoat, James. It's over. I can agree with that. It's over. Speaking of it being over, the saga with Zion Williamson and the contract and what's going to happen with New Orleans is finally over. In a press conference, he thanks New Orleans for believing him in him after – everything that he went through this year with his foot injury and all that kind of stuff. 
basically he was saying how he, he's always wanted to be in New Orleans and he's not going to let anyone down. However, given the injury and the performance and everything like that, did Zion deserve this huge $231 million rookie max extension that he got from New Orleans? Did he deserve it? Did he deserve it? Based on his performance. Based on what he's done. Does he deserve it? He, he can't really. He was injured. He, he's played a little bit. He was good when he was playing, but he was injured. So do you think if you were if you were the Pelicans, would you give him this contract? That's basically what I'm saying. Honestly, if I'm the Pelicans, I'm trying to get someone else. You tell you you would try to trade him, maybe even even in, maybe even in a deal for Kevin Durant or something like that. Of course, that that honestly be the move. Oh, that would honestly be the move. That could that, something like that maybe could or maybe happen. not for KD, but. One maybe multiple play like two players that are actually pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Trade a couple, trade a pick, trade a couple picks, whatever, whatever. Trade Zion, get two players that are kind of decent. Yeah, so they need to reset their whole squad. Yeah, who the pen? They, they still, they got Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum. Like I was just telling you, they they got a pretty good, they're pretty good with Zion. It's a pretty good roster. I was just saying that he's sleeping on the Pelicans. I feel like. I feel like the Pelicans are going to be pretty good this year with this new Zion deal, if he's healthy, like I said. If he's healthy. Time will tell, but... I think that Zion deserved the deal, but at the same time, New Orleans had no choice but to give him the deal. They had no choice. Who else is... Who, who is New Orleans going to sign? Who, who, what free agent is going to the Pelicans? Nobody. So they have no choice but to sign Zion if he's willing to stay, and he was. And now they can build it with Zion, Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, and they can try to compete with that. If Zion is healthy, like I said, the Pelicans will make the playoffs. That core is good enough. They're making the playoffs. They got a decent team, good good young head coach. They're making it. They're making it, I feel like. Ultimately, the big question is that no, like, obviously I think it's a no-brainer for an NBA player to, to not turn down $230 million. But the question is, do you think – Zion will stay in New Orleans past this contract. Do you think he was, he's going to request a trade like KD? Or is he, do you think he's going to leave end up leaving New Orleans in the end of this? Because to be, to be honest, he's a bigger star. He's, he's huge, you know? Is I don't know. Leaving? I think he's going to stay loyal. You think? You think, yeah. he's, so you think he's being sincere? In, yeah. the inter- in his interview, you thought he was being very sincere then. I think he's going to stay loyal. And So you think he's going to be like a LeBron with the Cavs type? He's going to stick to it. He's going to stick to it. But he's just not going to end up leaving in Miami. He's just going to leave. He's just gonna stay. Stay. I mean, yeah. He's just gonna stay loyal. I, I have a feeling that he might not want to do that, and I feel like he, he's just gonna stay for like two years, two three years. After he doesn't win a championship, or really, he might they might lose in the first round a couple years, and I think he's gonna end up pulling a KD or pulling any how any star does it these days. He's just gonna request a trade. He's gonna be like, "I get me out of here. I ain't doing this no more." Some team is gonna. Get together a good trade package for Zion in a couple years, and they're going to get Zion Williamson. I don't think the Pelicans are going to be able to keep him, and I think ultimately if Zion performs the way that I think he's going to perform, it's going to be over. Because if a healthy Zion is there, we've seen it, still one of the most dynamic players in the NBA. You know that. But but if what you say is correct, and he gets closer than the playoffs to the finals, 
I think he's going to see potential within the Pelicans. But I don't think he's going to get close to the finals. I think he's just going to lose in the first round or something like that. That ain't close. Even if, though, if he gets to the playoffs, when was the last time the Pelicans got to the playoffs? They made it one year, I think, with DeMarcus Cousins and AD in, like, 2018 or something like that. But that was, like, one time in a minute. A one-time thing. Yeah, they didn't really, they ain't really doing it. It was never really doing it. So if they start consistently going to the playoffs, I think he's staying. Maybe, but at the same time, it could – you, you've seen it with the NBA, like it, it it goes from paradise to a disaster real fast. We saw it with the Nets, just just a few months ago. We're talking about the Nets. We're still saying they're a contender, and it's paradise. They still have three of the best players, and then you look at it now, a few months later, and this is where we're at with the Nets. And we're talking about where's KD going when Kyrie's leaving. So it's not always paradise. So ultimately, I feel like Zion is going to end up leaving, and one of these big market teams is calling for him. He's a he's a huge deal. He's been a huge deal since before Duke. He's bigger than the Pelicans franchise probably alone. You know what I mean? And they know that. They had to sign him. He's just a larger than life kind of guy. He's a huge name, like LeBron. It's just what it is. That's that's what it is. Bet. Ready to get the next topic? Yep. So you got his name again, Juan. I can't remember how Juanacho to pronounce it. Hernan Gomez. Yeah, it's hard. Juanacho Hernan Gomez. Spain. Got released by the Jazz. <laughs> but let's be real. Nobody knows him as, as Juanacho Hernan Gomez. Nobody really knows him besides as being a bench warmer in the NBA. Damn. Ain't nobody know him. But, but I guess he is known because he's Bo Cruz. Bo Cruz. And he started in the... Adam Sandler movie Hustle, but unfortunately he he ain't he must have an acting career going, but he doesn't have much NBA career going. Yeah. I don't know. We saw the highlights. I think he deserves to be at least like at the very least the NBA. I don't think he should go back to Europe. That's just my opinion. So, do you think he could, he could help a, a championship team off the bench? For for sure. So, what 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 team do you think should be looking to add Bo Cruz? As as a as a role player, well, we got Golden State. They just lost some role players. They could use them. They need to replace them. You think you think Bo Cruz with Steph in the Hollywood? Bo know? Cruz instead of Gary. Damn. Okay. What about Miami? They lost PJ Tucker. Lost yeah. A few guys. Miami could use him, but I think who could really use him, like I said, is the Warriors. That's the number one team. That's the number one team. That, that's like that's where he should be going, nowhere else. I think the Warriors are gonna pick him up. Then he's gonna go. He's gonna go back to L.A. Keep doing more movies. It'd be close. Already out of San Francisco. Go he'd back be to the LA. Bay Area. It'd be pretty close. That's what I'm saying. I think obviously he's just a role player. If that, I mean, right now he's getting released. So he's, I mean, he averaged one point per game last year. I mean, I don't know. Hey, but the years before that, though. He was doing solid, kind of. He was slapping. He was you slapping. seen the highlights. He's kind of slapping. You seen the he's highlights. He's all right. It's Bo Cruz. I feel like maybe you should focus on his acting career. <laughs> I mean, realistically, if you're making these fire-ass movies with Adam Sandler and stuff like that, I mean, I know playing NBA basketball must be fun and all. But you might as well just go focus on acting. But he only got that role because he is a basketball but now player. That you, but now that you've got that you're under your belt, people are now they're going to respect you as an actor. I think now you just... But he acted in the movie as a, a basketball, basketball player. player. So what is he going to do next? It's an acting career. You could do something else. What if he wants to play a lawyer now? 
or maybe he wants to play in, in a new basketball movie or something like that. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of different options, but I feel like somebody's going to get him as an actor. Bo Cruz, I guess. But, I mean, I don't know what – I mean, he, he might contribute on an NBA team. Honestly, I don't – he was a big man that could I just don't rebound, know. shoot three. There's been no rumors from anyone, any kind of source about if who's interested in him or anything like that. We saw maybe the Bulls. I don't know. That's like a one random report. I, I don't even know who's trying to sign him. I, I wish I could have saw something, but I didn't see nothing. The Bulls. But that's all I saw. And that was like some, it could have been fake. I don't even know. You don't know. It was just some random rumor. I mean, the Warriors sounds good on paper. I just don't know if they're actually interested in real life. Facts. You know what I mean? It just depends. They just lost some major players. They did. Otto Porter and a few other guys. They could use uh, Juan Anacho, Hernan Gomez, or Bo Cruz. They could maybe use them. But I don't know. I don't know if they're going to sign them. I don't know if they're signing them. Um, so you ready to move on to the to the next NFL? Make it Mayfield? You can talk about it. Yeah, we can talk about it. Uh, obviously, we got Devin Booker making the the cover of NBA 2K23. Do you mm. think Devin Booker deserved it? Yeah, for sure. He's been performing well consistently throughout the past couple of years. And we also have a Michael Jordan cover and a what I think there was a Luka cover out there. No, I don't know if the Luka cover is happening, but I do know it's the GOAT edition, I think, and it's the Jordan edition. And obviously, they'll probably have a Devin Booker standard edition. I think Devin Booker is a good choice for it. Obviously, he's got one of the – obviously, the Suns were the best team in the league last year in the regular season, and a lot of that stuff is pretty much based on regular season. Obviously, he didn't end up winning MVP because that was Jokic, but when you're the best player on the best team in the league, I feel like you got a good chance of being a cover star. I, I feel like Devin Booker deserved it. Facts. Ultimately, the Suns choked in the playoffs, but that has nothing to do with should he be on the cover of NBA 20. NBA 2K23 or anything like that, performance-based alone, like, you can't... Just because everyone has a salty taste in their mouth about the Suns because they choked so bad, and it was so bad. If you did forget, it was really bad. Because it was so bad, people were like, oh, Devin Booker don't deserve nothing. Well, well, let's not forget Devin Booker. We don't sleep on him. Exactly. So now the Suns, the narrative might switch, but that's a whole other topic. Him getting that contract extension with Nike. Exactly. So I what feel like it, 235 mil, something so, like that. So with all of this kind of going in Devin Booker's favor, it just kind of makes sense, like build off of this brand, because I feel like everyone is kind of starting to think post LeBron, post everything like that. Who are the next guys that the, the it's young, coming. that's what I'm saying. So Devin Booker makes sense for me. I feel like it's a good choice. And I feel like he might even be one of those guys who ends up on multiple NBA covers because he's that good and he's going to be around for a minute. Of course. That, that talent isn't going away anytime soon. I don't think so. Why would it? So, yeah. We can shoot straight into the NFL now. With Baker Mayfield? Baker Mayfield. Obviously, the biggest news in the NFL, maybe even the whole sports world, was talking about Baker Mayfield getting traded finally to the Panthers after a whole long saga. We've talked about it. Maybe one of the first topics we ever covered on this podcast was the Baker Mayfield situation. And here we are. It's finally been resolved. Baker Mayfield gets traded to the Panthers for a fifth-round pick. Do you like the move for Baker Mayfield or for the Panthers or whichever perspective you want to take? Do you like the move? I think Baker Mayfield will do a lot better than he did than on the Browns. Is he is he going to the playoffs? No, but yeah, he ain't going to the playoffs. 
but I think he'll improve his performance. He'll help his media personality. He can maybe good move for Baker Mayfield. Now for the Panthers, this makes sense. What are they getting rid of? Just a, a fifth round pick. Fifth round pick. Not a bad move for them either. Not a bad move. But for the Browns? For the Browns, ugh. It's looking ugly. Yeah. It's looking real, real ugly. Because that fifth round pick could have potential. But and he also could not. And now they have no security blanket backup quarterback if Deshaun Watson something happens with that. But honestly, though, a fifth round pick over a substitute quarterback? Yeah. The quarterback that you're going to use on the bench? I mean, you take that? Honestly, I'm taking that. Yeah. So you think it's a good, a fair deal for all, for everyone involved? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I, I tend to agree with that. I think it's a good deal for Baker Mayfield, obviously, because Baker Mayfield needed a change of scenery desperately. It's just, I mean, look, Baker Mayfield was destined to fail in Cleveland, unfortunately. I'm a Baker Mayfield kind of fan. I've kind of always, I kind of, I've always liked the guy. Five head coaches in five years, five different playbooks. The guy was he's playing through injuries, torn labrums. The guy was not set up for success, and somehow he managed to bring the Browns franchise from a point where when they when he got there, they were the laughing stock of the NFL every year, predicted to go zero and sixteen, that type of bad. And now they're just at least they get wins now. The Browns are projected to get wins <laughs> like that. No, let's just be honest. For my entire childhood, I remember growing up, the Browns were the laughing stock of the NFL, like horrifically bad. Never even close to com- like, competing at Never. all. Not even third place in the division. They're not even getting more than five wins. Bad. And so Baker Mayfield and these kind of five head coaches in five years or whatever, they kind of somehow got the Browns back to where at least they're winning games. So I have to give a Baker they're Mayfield. not competing. A, but I, but I have to give Baker Mayfield a lot of credit because to get from zero wins to com- basically getting like eight wins is pretty impressive. Because that's basically being like the worst team to being like an average team. That's pretty impressive. So Baker Mayfield, with all of that being said, he's kind of succeeded, and he was never set up to succeed. So, I, and once again, though, unfortunately, I think it's a good move because it gets a change of scenery. But it's a bad move because it's the Panthers, and the Panthers are almost—they might be just as bad as the Browns were back in the day. They got no hope. No hope. I mean, Sam Darnold, Matt Rule is, like, maybe the worst quarterback-head coach duo partnership in, of all time. Maybe, you know what I mean? Like, it's just bad. He should have been fired last year. Baker Mayfield, he could do some good things, but they're not going to win enough games to get into the playoffs. They're not going to compete in nothing. This is, it's, a, it's a big move and big news because it's Baker Mayfield. But in the grand scheme of things, this move is going to have no impact on anything relevant in the NFL. It's going to have no impact. It's just a, a, a team trading someone for a fifth round pick, two mid teams. So some would say not even mid. Browns it could be decent. The Panthers are not mid. They are just bad. We we said that in our predictions. Check that out on the channel. The NFC South predictions. Could it be good for the Browns though if their fifth round pick is absolutely disgusting? And it could be good just to get rid of Baker Mayfield and that distraction. I think it's a good move for the Browns. Sean Watson, line him up with a good receiver. Exactly. I feel like it could. I feel like it's a good move. It's just unfortunate if I feel like for Baker Mayfield just because he's in another horrible spot with no hope to really succeed. And I feel like he deserves a better chance. Baker Mayfield is a good enough quarterback to deserve a better chance to win. I can agree with that. But that's just how it is. 
ultimately, though, can the Panthers help kind of revive his career and get him going into where maybe either continues on as the franchise quarterback of the Panthers or gets himself a contract somewhere else? Can he revive his career with the Panthers in Matt Rule? Nah, nah. definitely not. So he's just going to kind of fade away from here because the Panthers are bad and he's going to look bad. Yeah. I, honestly, unfortunately, I could kind of— I think of, his stats are going to go up a little bit, like I said. and maybe, It's not going to be as bad, but nah, it's still going to be bad. And I feel like the lack of success and the lack of winning is going to be bad. And they're always going to be looking towards the future quarterback, and there's always going to be debate about, oh, are the Panthers going to be trying to draft a new quarterback to replace Mayfield? So there's always going to be something looming over him, and there's always going to be controversy. It's just I just don't see it working out for Baker and Mayfield, unfortunately. However— I do kind of like him, so I'm kind of rooting for him. And I hope he does succeed, but the Panthers are just such a bad spot, and they're so bad of a team that there's just no hope for them. No hope. And that's just kind of what it is. But, yeah, that's that. That's, you ready to move on to, to, to the, <laughs> the other kind of fight? Jake Paul? Jake Paul fighting in the ring. Against Hasim Rahman Jr. What do you think about this fight? Do you think... Obviously, he was originally scheduled to fight Tommy Fury, who's the uh, related to Tyson Fury, who's a, like, one of the best boxers in the world, the Gypsy King, retired now. So, But first, do you think Tommy Fury dodged or ducked Jake Paul and, and tried to yeah, avoid the fight? Yeah, I think, I think um, the whole boxing in general, like I, I remember Jake Paul saying it on a, pot that he was a podcast that he was recently on. He was saying how, like, it's just like boxing will try to make like will help would help like a player like Tommy Fury just make any excuse for him to dodge a fight. So I think it worked out in his favor. I think he and, ducked and Tommy in Tommy Fury's favor per, personally because I think he would have got his. You think he would have low key got would have got whooped? I think he low key would have got whooped. I it would have made I, him. I, I low key think the same thing. And it would have made him look super bad. So it. And it would have disgraced the family name. Exactly. Because he's like a legendary boxing family name. Like, he couldn't. So, like, right now, it looks bad on him. But I think overall, I think he's getting the dub on this. Yeah. Because he doesn't have to get his, his ass yeah. kicked. I think Tommy Fury ducked Jake Paul. However, and I, like, I agree with you, though. I do think that it was kind of smart to duck him. And I, I think he at least he's self-aware because, like, Jake Paul would have, I think he would have got the dub. And the Fury family couldn't have that going. It just wouldn't have been good. I kind of uh, like, at first, when I first was watching Jake Paul's fights, when, when he first started, I was like, oh, I kind of wanted him to lose or whatever. Like, oh, because he wasn't, he's not, he's not a real boxer. And now it's like, he's kind of facing, trying to be, she was trying to face Tommy Fury, who's a, a real boxer per se. And he completely dodged him. I got to have more respect for Jake Paul now. And now, obviously, he's fighting a 12 and 1 heavyweight boxer. So ultimately, do you think Jake Paul can defeat Hasim Rahman Jr. and continue this win streak? Yeah. Even though he's a real boxer. Yeah, for sure. Win. You think? Yeah. I think Jake Paul is going to be a great boxer for years to come. I think I like the, the training that he's getting. I think the record of 12-1 and one on this Hasim Rahman Jr. guy is, is... It looks better than it actually is. If you look at the, the real statistics, if you look at the guys that Hasim Rahman Jr. has beat, they're, he's basically beaten up on the guys who get, like, no wins. And I bet it's probably close, too, isn't it? It's like, I don't even know if it's close. It's like a, a unanimous decision. Some of them were TKO. That's what I'm saying. Not, you know, unanimous decision. You know what I mean? But, like, these guys he's fighting, like, 
Hassan, Hassan Rahman is is defeating guys who are like three and thirty nine in their boxing career. Like if you take thirty nine boxing L's, you should not be fighting no more. But like that's the guy. Like so ultimately, this guy's not that good. And I think Jake Paul should be better. And I think knocking he's knocking him be out. I, I think he's knocking him out. I think he's proven the haters wrong, and I think Jake Paul is going to knock out Hasim Rahman Jr. I really do think that. Definitely think that as well. What do you What do you think the future for Jake Paul is in boxing? I think he has a huge future in it, like, can, like beating Canelo. I maybe? think he has a really huge future. However, I would like him to go to the WWE more. But I personally I think that would fit L- his with career. Logan. Oh yeah, oh yeah, with Logan, yeah. As a as a brotherly duo, that'd be fine. But he's already committed to the boxing thing. I don't know if he's gonna just go down to the WWE. That's just some fake shit. I don't know if he's doing that. But that'd be cool because, like, for the brand, it would be pretty cool. It would it, w- it would be really good. They'd make so much money doing it. But I do think that Jake Paul wants to continue boxing. Facts. I think Jake Paul ultimately has that re- like a real goal of defeating or maybe even just fighting some of these guys. I feel like one of these, like eventually, we're gonna get a Jake Paul versus Canelo fight. That's my that's my bold take. I do think eventually we're gonna get that. Call me crazy, the best boxer in the world potentially, even though he did lose Canelo facing Jake Paul. It's gonna happen at some point, and I know Jake Paul wants it to happen, and it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen for sure. It's gonna happen. Yeah, it's definitely gonna happen. It's going back to news and basketball. Per se. Brittany Griner. Facing up to 10 years in Russia. What do you have to say about that? I think it's bull crap. That she's facing 10 years? Yup. I honestly heard that the the hash, the marijuana was planted on her. And it was due to the whole Ukraine and Russia situation. Mm-hmm. And that they were just trying to make an example out of her. Mm-hmm. So now that she's facing 10 years over nothing. Mm-hmm. Come on now, that's ridiculous. The American government has to do something about that. And but did you just you, did you see that they're trying to use uh, basically? I think they're just using her as a bargaining chip type thing. They basically like they they're making this a bigger deal than what it is because they're trying to get something out of it because they know they have leverage. You know what I mean? Like they're trying to get. I don't know if you saw. They're trying to do a prisoner swap. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. They're going to try to do a prisoner swap, USA and Russia, and basically the USA gets Brittany Griner. It's like a trade. We get Brittany Griner, and in Russia, they get uh, an arms dealer that we have, a Russian arms dealer. That's hella dog crap. That's, that's, that's the deal that they're negotiating right now, I swear. So we're going to trade someone who actually has done crimes to get back someone who's done nothing. Yeah. Yeah, nah. it's like a trade. I don't know why they're treating it like it's a nah. basketball. They're, they're treating it like it's like an NBA trade machine with a real-life person. I don't know about that's, it. That's the dumbest trade I've ever heard of. Gotta be, bro. It's Come not, on now. I think, I think it's up there, but, like, I, I think low-key, like, eventually they're going to get their way. Like, Biden has no choice but to bring Brittany Griner back home. So, But like, I think it paints a bad picture on the U.S. But think about it. You think Trump would be getting... You think Trump would, be, would would agree to a prisoner swap with an arms dealer? That's what I'm saying, bro. But I feel like tr- like whether wh- whether you like Trump or not, Trump would have somehow got Britney Griner home by now. Facts. Like he did with ASAP Rocky. Facts. I mean, like he did with, like he pardoned Kodak, obviously, but like like ASAP Rocky was locked up in Sweden uh, after Lollapalooza, and then Trump made a few phone calls and he was home the next day. 
Biden ain't getting it done. I mean, I understand it's Putin and it's Russia, but Trump had a, I don't know about, I'm not going to say good relationship, but I'm just going to say it's a, it was a, a, a somewhat solid relationship, you know, better than probably what Biden and Putin got. He probably would have got something done, but. But he's literally laughing at Biden right now, saying, ha-ha, like, we can't it, arms dealer. Because he has all the leverage on his court, like, and Biden can't flip it. How can you flip it? There's no leverage left. It's basically, if you want, well, they are more than happy to just detain Brittany Griner for 10 years for this little bit of hash that was literally planted on her. Potentially, we don't know that to be 100% true, I don't know. They're more than happy to do that. And if you and if we want to stop them from doing that, we got to give them what they want. That we have no leverage. Nothing. Unless we have a, a different Russian guy who's a prisoner that's maybe not an arms dealer who we want to try to bargain him with. But at the end of the day, if they're in prison, you don't want to get Se- rid of them. I don't serious, fuck with that. Seriously though, I really think it looks bad on the US. I think I would agree. If but it looks bad either way because it looks bad if if a Russian is keeping one, a famous basketball player, Brittany Griner. It looks bad if Russia's bitching us and we can't get her back. Like, you know what I mean? It looks bad either way. Facts. Like he's got I feel like he's got now like I feel like now he's got it like he's gotta do something. But now like you know what I'm saying? It starts going in the whole terrorism thing. Now like terrorists will feel more comfortable like getting American hostages for terrorists, you know what I'm saying? And it's just a bunch of bull bull crap. That's what I'm saying. So but it all goes back to the same thing that like he has to do something. Like so that's what I'm saying, his hand is forced. So it's kind of a messed up situation. I feel like Russia knows. Obviously, I don't think I. I know Russia knows that it's a messed up situation because they they're well aware and they're they're playing their cards right. Ultimately, bro, say what you want about the the Russians or any of these bad people with Kim Jong Un or any of them, but they always make smart moves in terms of like fucking us. They're 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 good at fucking people. You know what I mean? They're, they're screwing people, especially their own. That's what I'm saying. They're just good at it. So like you you can't you can't they have to be good at something. You know what I mean? These people they're good at something. <sighs> now you're ready to get in, shoot it straight into music. Yep, I'm ready. All right, so we get the YNW Melly trial, you know. We've been talking about this trial, kind of updates on it as it kind of comes out. The death penalty has officially been removed. It's a W for Melly. Ultimately, I don't know if this is helping his case or if it's proven that he might get out in any way, shape, or form, but ultimately, bro, anytime he ain't going to get the death penalty, that's a good option. He's going to be alive, at least. So, I mean, I, yeah, that's a good thing. And it, it gives him a chance potentially to kind of get out. I don't know. Honestly, though, I think it shows flaws in the American justice system. Because let's say if he is guilty and he killed two people and he doesn't get the death penalty over that, come on now. You're right. If I kill two people, I'm getting it. That's, so, you know what I mean? So it's like if you think about a normal person, that's not YNW Melly. It's bullcrap. It just, it just shows what... What money can do? Yeah, well, when you got yeah the best lawyers, the best defense, you know what I mean. When you got stuff like that, that's that's kind of what you can get. That's the only reason, like it's probably even a. That's the only reason this is even a big case like this, though, because of how popular he is or was, or it kind of is, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it would be a big case if someone did obviously the murder two people. Yeah, yeah, but, I, but like it wouldn't have gotten to this point if it wasn't Melly. Of course. I can agree with that. But, I like, obviously, you can make the argument that the system is obviously messed up because, I don't, I, and obviously, you could you make that argument even without this particular instance. But, I mean, you, you, I think it's messed up anyway. That, but this, I don't think this proves it any more than it proved, was already proved before. It's been messed up. 
But I, I think it's just a good thing that he can just, I guess, stay alive. And, you know what I mean? I guess it gives him a chance to make music or do that. And ultimately, if he is innocent, then he should get out. And if he's guilty, I guess... And he's, and he's guilty. Yeah, well, either that's, that's, or if he's innocent, then he wouldn't have got the death penalty. But if he is guilty, I feel like he should get it. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. If he if he is one hundred percent found guilty and they got it one hundred percent, so that's why I originally the, don't think see, it should have been prob- removed. See, but the problem with this particular case is that I don't feel like it's ever going to be one hundred percent certain that he did it, and that's why I feel like death penalty. I don't know. The up. evidence is really lining up against him. But that's the picture that they're painting, though. So you I, got like, facts. But the, like they're also gonna try to paint a picture a certain way. Oh yeah, and if they of don't, course. and if they don't paint, and if if they just don't see it the same way, or if they don't, they don't paint it right, or they just take it in a different way, of course, it's gonna be different. So I feel like even though it's 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 like like I said, I watched the DJ Vlad interview. It's definitely not cut and dry with this case. Like Melly definitely has a chance, and there's definitely like a possibility where the jury goes in there and says, okay, well I think this. They're penny. I don't like the way they're painting this. And Melly might have painted painted it better, the way that he's saying it, and it might all come to fruition and it might work. You know, the evidence might get thrown out. There's, I feel like there's a lot of variables with this case that we haven't even seen yet. A lot of tricks up the sleeve. There's definitely going to be more to this case than than this. We'll definitely be talking about it again. I feel like because there's definitely something something more is going to happen because there's always something going on with this case. It's definitely more than meets the eye. Weird, like there's always something going on, something sketch, something sketchy about this case. You know what I mean? You don't feel the same way. Kind of something sketchy about this case. It's always taking a long time, and yeah, that, that like it's, no, just it's like, not a hundred percent certain, and there's no nothing. Just I don't know. I feel like the evidence is there. It's just like there's always some some something that comes up, like you're saying, and then you can always flip the switch and be like, well, you can't even use that evidence and stuff like that, and and I don't know if. That's the one thing about, like, the you, you made a point about, like, the system or whatever. I don't know. I feel like the whole throwing out evidence thing. Like, imagine, like, you had a thing that was 100%, like, that you did it. And then, like, you get off just, like, you did it, but you get off because you couldn't use the evidence. That's bull. Because it's literally, like, you know you did it. They Everyone knows it. They saw the evidence. It's like O.J. Simpson. That's thing. what I'm saying. But, like, you know, like, that's some bull. Like, that's the biggest flaw, I think, in my opinion. Some shit like that. One of the biggest. You know what I mean? Amongst other things. Fact. Well, we got CMG switching it. We got CMG dropping the new album as a label, new compilation album. So we got Moneybag Yo, Yo Gotti, Black Youngs to being the biggest artist on the label. Forty Two Dog, right? Forty Two Dog, yeah. Isn't he with them? Yeah, I think he got some type of management, management deal, exactly. Mozzie and people like that. What do you? And it's dropping obviously next week, next Friday, as soon because Yo Gotti and them they just went on live talking about yeah we've been in the studio. We've been going crazy. We got to drop this as soon as next week, and then they officially announced it on Instagram, talking about next week. So, what do you think? Do you think this could? We talked about it before. Did we think it was going to be a CMG summer? I think the answer to that question is yes. Now, considering what's about to come out, question is: Do you think this album has potential to be uh, the best compilation album to come out recently? Because we've had a lot of label compilation albums come out. Young Boys label, yeah, Never Thug. Broke Again, Young Thug. So, do you think the CMG compilation album has the potential to be the best? You know, you can NBA did a compilation ones. album? Uh, NBA did one. YSL, QC, obviously. A lot of people have done one. You think it could be one of the best, though? QC did one a couple years back. They did, huh? and they did uh, another one, too. They did? They did two. Oh, yeah, they did two. Exactly. 
So do you think it could be one of the best? It has potential to be up there. Will it be the best? We'll have to see the body of work, but it has potential. No, so no definitive yes or no? No definitive yes or no, because I think it definitely has potential, but we got to see the body of work. Because you got Money Back, Yo Yo Gotti, Black Youngster on there, Code Red was a bang in tape. Every one of those songs, just about, I was playing, bumping in my car, just boom, boom, riding down the street, Code Red, mm-hmm. banging. So, ultimately, I feel like it has potential to be one of the best. It's going to be competing with QC, I think, maybe as one of the best. Maybe, it, I feel like this. CMG compilation album could be just as good as the original Control the Streets. Facts. It's going to be up there. And that's, that's approaching classic territory. In terms of compilation albums go, that original Control the Streets is like... that's up there. I, that, I feel like that kind of sets the bar for me personally. He did it. They did it better than YSL could do it. Either, of course, either, yeah. Either time. And they did it better than NBA... They've done it better than pretty oh, much. Oh yeah, NBA did have one. They've done yeah. it better than pretty much any other one that I can think of off the top of my head. I could be wrong. They did it been rich forever. They did it better than them. Rich forever though. That one was f- nah. Not dur- d- during rich forever those times, bro. I don't know. Well, QC definitely, but could CMG compete? We're gonna have to see. Ultimately, bro, when you look at like. Because Rich and Dex. When you look at like where CMG is as a label, obviously we talked about it before as one of the best labels. They're way further ahead. Yeah, for sure. Like when you look at like Bag, you look at 42 Doug. Of course. Mazi, Their careers are way farther ahead, yeah. That's what I'm saying in terms of the the how established these are. And then we, this isn't even including the potential features on here like Lil Baby and things like that that are friends to the label. That um, Migos. You don't know, we don't know who's going to be on there. You know what I mean? Ultimately, like, there could be some fire features, too. So that's what I'm saying. Could I feel be like anyone in the game. That's what I'm saying. So I feel like this this CMG album definitely has the potential to be up there. Jay-Z. <laughs> I doubt that's going to happen. But but it could, though. It could. I mean, Yo Gotti got that kind of pose. Yo Gotti, he's up there with CMG. Money bag, yo. He was at the dinner or whatever. Exactly. Like, those two, the heads, of I would say, of, like, CMG, they're getting it done. If they wanted a Jay-Z feature, but I don't know if that's what they're going for with the CMG compilation album. But I think it could compete with it with the original Control the Streets. It's gonna be up there. It's gonna be one of the best albums this year. Fire, that'll be fire. But I wanted to transition into uh, transition into culture. Or three, I wanted to, my Michael Jackson real oh, quick. Yeah. I wanted because I, I thought that was interesting about the reports that came out yesterday about Michael Jackson having three songs taken off of streaming platforms. After reports came out that he didn't sing on the songs, what do you have to say about this? He didn't sing on the songs. They, so I don't know if it's like a, it I don't a, know a how money, true. If it was a money grab, but they had to release, they had to pull the songs because he, he, what they weren't his vocals. I don't know how true that is, but if that is true, I think it. It depending what songs were they? Do you know? They weren't like the hits. Obviously. Okay, they, they, they were songs on his posthumous project. So oh. the songs after he died. So that's why they're saying like they snuck him in there. They made him fake. They made fake songs. I don't. To... I don't think it's gonna 
tarnish his legacy too bad. Because what, even could, if it comes out that it's true, well, he couldn't even control that though. I don't think it, it can tarnish his legacy if he wasn't even alive to control that that those songs coming out or not. Exactly, and it's Michael Jackson. He's forever gonna be a legend. Nah, yeah. but but I just think it's crazy how like they, they actually pulled this off and snuck this hit through. Like, how the fuck? Did, who did whoever checks this stuff like let this slide and. Like, there's no way it took this long for them to figure out that these Michael Jackson songs are literally fake. Like, uh, like it literally was a different human being singing. And and now, who knows? They, they, like, but I'm saying, like, there could be other songs that we don't even know. Like uh, on posthumous albums. So, and, and and this is another thing that I Juice wanted, World. That's what I'm saying. And that's another whole another thing I wanted to get into because we've seen with technology and va- advancements like AI. They've made technology with AI as to where you can literally, like, with AI, record a song and sound like an artist. Like, I could, with AI, I could literally talk into this mic and sound like Playboy Cardi right now if I want to. Yeah. I could be Drake with AI. So, like, it's that easy to make a fake song. So do you think, like, something like this happens? Like, I don't know. I, I, what do you think about this technology? I don't know. It's kind of sketchy. It's kind of sketchy. I, I don't really like I honestly don't think it happens song, too often but I feel like it might happen even more in the future when it gets more like yeah advanced it'll, more. it'll happen more in the future but I don't think it's happening now because artists are trying like they want the artist's name to be as authentic as possible yeah however though I think it'll happen more with, 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 in the future with authenticity dying and, and so much more posthumous albums coming out and the money grabbers they know how much money is in it exactly with click like honestly I could see Cleo doing some sh- doing some stuff with X and making fake vocals or something, and dropping a fake X vocal if if she hasn't already done it, because you know how she is. I c- if you're gonna tell me like one art, unfortunately, because is I don't want to see X's legacy tarnished anymore. But if you're gonna tell me one posthumous artist that could have something like that happen to them, it, would, it would be X. Cause you're saying it, Cleo. Cause it's Cleo, bro. She's the one managing his music and it's just disrespecting the legacy. And like some of the songs you, that you don't think heard, what she's been doing is good, like the way that they they've handled the albums and all that, like they've just been dropping like half finished songs and fake features and stuff like that. Whoa, that's, that's so terrible. That's, the way man. that they've treated X's music and they just released like another album, but it was all albums songs that were already out. So it's just a money grab. It's a clear money grab, and they're just like using his name to their financial gain. Which I get, and I want families to get royalties off of music. That's like their 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 son or whatever passing. But but that's it. You can't just can't you can't just keep. But the like, originality of the like, of the artwork has to be there. Exactly, exactly. Like, let's just say, like an artist dies. If they like the they can't just re-release the songs that they already released for more money. Like they should make the money that. They get that any from that point on from that song. But on then the there's old music tape. videos and so on and so forth, et cetera. Yeah, but like I just don't like all them. You just all the money grabbing going on with the posthumous releases yeah. and all that. I don't, I don't just don't like uh-huh. it. And I feel like this is just one case of like the posthumous money grabbing. We've seen it, and this is obviously with like a legend, like a goat, not just a goat, like maybe the goat of music. You know what I mean? So it's like it's kind of just like tarnished, not tarnishing it because it's because it's him, but like it's just just it's just honestly it's like a disgrace. To, to everything, to like, like, it's just a disgrace to do something like that. Try Facts. to fake it in there. Like, I don't, I don't fuck with that. I ain't fucking with fake. You know what I mean? Now, if you want, we'll, we can shoot it straight into culture. Reports have come to light about Elon Musk having twins with a company executive. 
What do you guys say about it? He's a player on the low. I, I honestly I didn't know Elon was was a player like that on the low. I didn't expect it. I thought when I first saw the report, it was like fake or something. Like I just didn't think Elon was really. It's Elon Musk I didn't, in I the didn't, cut. I didn't know Elon was like that. What do you expect from the richest man in the world, man? Yeah. Money brings. But like I don't know, Elon just money does, brings a lot, bro. He just doesn't like. He just doesn't like put himself off as that type of guy. You know what I mean? Like he's just not. Like when you watch him on interviews and stuff like that, like you just can't see Elon pulling like crazy and all that. You know what I mean? Like he's just not that type of guy. That's what I, that's why I was like, damn, he, he's having twins on the low with his worker. You know what I mean? Like, it, I just, it's just crazy, man. And she worked at Neuralink. Yeah, one of his companies. It's just, it's just crazy. It's all you don't have no opinion on like. Nothing about about that with Elon. Like I was saying, it's just it's just crazy. Is this it? Yeah, and like I was saying, like he he has that pull because it's Elon Musk. Yeah, you mean so you, would, you, got, you would you would assume Elon's pulling like exactly like, it's but Elon like, Musk. But you, also, but, but you, you were expecting him to be a formal. You're just not expecting it like this. Of course, it's Elon. Like he's a different type of guy. You know what I mean? He's a different class. Facts. And, he, and like we were saying, like he's more formal, whatever, whatever. But nah, man, I, I could definitely. It's crazy, but I could definitely see it. Yeah, I could agree. With, I could agree with that. Ready to shoot straight into the next topic? Yeah. Then we got an ice cream shop. I think it's based around Sarasota. Big Olaf. It came. It came out that their ice cream is bad and people are. It caused two deaths because people got disease. I can't remember the specific name of the disease from it, but it's just crazy. I hadn't heard of it. Yeah, it's I just, don't even know what it is. Yeah, it's just crazy. I think one of my high school friends worked there. It's just, it's just crazy, man. Or like you just did that five times. My bad. I'm sorry, bro. It's just like it's wild that they're still open. Like they're still serving ice cream, even after the the, the disease. That's what I'm the saying. Outbreak. They're not recalling it. The FDA isn't doing nothing. Florida ain't doing nothing. Like nobody's doing nothing. Ain't nobody doing nothing about it. Why? I don't know why they aren't doing nothing. It didn't make, like like when you first told it to me. It didn't even make any sense. So what do you think's next? Do you think they're actually gonna get sh- they're they're going to get shut down or not? They have to. There's no other option. If they don't get shut down, then. That, that at that point you're just basically telling the American people that disease in your ice cream is okay, and that if that's what the if that's what you're gonna basically say that your think it's your, gonna your, slide. Your companies are selling this, and that's all right. Then if I think it's gonna slide, it's not sliding. I think you it can't might set, just you, slide. You can't set that precedent. It ain't gonna happen. You can't yeah, let that slide. It's gonna uh, slide. It ain't sliding. If they're not even stopping selling, I, if they're not even. Cutting the sales of ice cream, bro. It's just, but like, it, it, like I'm talking like, that's just the company itself. Like the company, they they might not want to do it, but I'm talking the government. When the FDA gets involved or, or the, some some food people, like they they gonna get involved. They ain't, they ain't gonna let that slide. People don't play about it. They let it slide with many companies before. 
You got yeah. Chipotle. But, that's, but the big, nobody heard of Big O off. It's a small brand. They was going to take him out. It's a small company. If they going, they boom. You ain't never look. You ain't never going to hear of them no more after this. They gone. It's just, it's just crazy. Like how we're saying, it's just like how the FDA can just let this slide for now, at least. Yeah. But no, nah, I think it's going to slide in it. <laughs> They might be bigger than ever because of the media attention that they garnish. Nah, I don't see it. I, if they, if they let it slide, I'm never gonna eat there. But that's just me. And then there's people that will, because they'll be like, it's a one time thing. If you, if you dumb enough to take that chance, then that's just <laughs> that's that that's what is that called? Uh, it's like public public select. It's like selection. It's like you like, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, like survival of the fittest, like. If you're dumb enough to make that kind of decision, you don't deserve in of, of that spot here anyway. Facts. Ain't nobody make ain't nobody going there no more. If you still go there, I'm, I'm saying like, I better see some official ass people saying like, which, like I'll better see like a guy in a full hazmat suit saying like in a press conference like, all right, this this shit is all right now, and then I might go there. Might you finna have to see him eat the ice cream first? Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm gonna have to see like, I'm, nah, what I'm gonna want to see is the owner and then like a, a bunch of important people that like you know they can't fake it. And I want to see him get try the ice cream and eat it. Try right? each flavor. Yeah, so like, you know, like ain't nobody getting, like, ain't nobody getting screwed here or nothing like that. You know what I mean? Because that's the only way I would ever eat there again. I ain't, I ain't rocking with that. Like I said, they might have fixed the chocolate, but the strawberry, you don't know about. That's what I'm saying. Imagine like, all right, uh, imagine you a wife, you got your wife and kids or whatever. You go into Big Olaf Ice Cream. You're just having a good, relaxing Saturday. You just had. Go out back from golf or something like that. You know, you go into ice cream, you get chocolate. Your wife and your daughter get strawberry. Next thing you know, two seconds later, they take a bite and they dead. Cause you got the chocolate and you survived, but they got the strawberry that got this random disease because of Big Olaf. So like the only way they would have to test every flavor and they'd have to know for sure. Like with, I'm telling you, like I would have to see Joe Biden himself say like this shit is all right. Like him, he has to eat it in front of me. That's the only way I'm uh, ever trusted. The only way I'm interested. Facts. Now, did you want to talk about Joey Chestnut? Of course. Joey Chestnut wins again. The comeback. Joey Chestnut is the greatest hot dog eating champion of all time. He's the greatest. We've seen it. We see it every single year. This guy is like a machine. I feel like in any sport, we've never seen somebody so dominant. I mean, think about it. Every single year on July 4th, you, you wake up. You got Tom Brady. You got you, every single year on July 4th, you wake up and you, you know that the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest is coming on. And you know there is only one man who is taking that crown every single year. When you think hot dog eating contest, you think Joey Chestnut. It's like it's like apple and pie. You know what I mean? It's, it's like... Strawberry banana smoothie, Joey Chestnut hot dog contest. It just goes together. It's like a it's like a burger and fries. You know, it's just boom. I don't know. He's the goat, and he was he's gonna win next year. Probably gonna win the year after that. I mean, this guy's stomach esophagus duo. I mean, they're 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 fucking going at these hot dogs like Kobe and Shaq. I like this guy is just unbelievable, and we we see it every year. I'm saying it. The Personally, most dominant athlete of all time. I think. It's not good for America in general because it makes us look fat. See, but you got to be a Debbie Downer. This is this is this is culture. This is what we're, what we're built on: hot dog eating contest. This is 
But America is already known for being overweight. Who cares what you're known for? So it's just adding to the factor. But they've already done it for so long. It's it's tradition now. I mean, and they they're not gonna start no salad eating contest or nothing like that. Why would they? It's a hot dog. You're acting like they're eating like a cake or something. It's not unhealthy for you. It's it's unhealthy to eat fifty one salads. It's unhealthy to eat fifty one hot dogs. It's all the same. It's all relative. Like it's healthy food if you eat salads. I mean, you know like, what I'm saying? It's just the eating competition in general. But like, you think that they're not chugging beer competitions in in other countries and stuff like that? That's unhealthy for you. Like facts. Like. I, you look at other countries, like like other like European countries, they're probably slanging beer like at thirteen and shit like that. And then like Amsterdam, that's like they're smoking weed everywhere. We don't think about it that very differently. And it is interesting to see like how far the human limits can go. That's why shit like this is like super impressive, because like, see, but just think about eating like fifty plus hot dogs or like you know what I mean. Like just think about that for a second. Think about eating 50-plus hot dogs in a week. He's doing it in, like, 10 minutes, bro. Like, it's just, like, like when you really think about it, the guy is just, like, unbelievable. That's what I'm saying. Like, this, it's like LeBron. It's like his stomach. And for him to be able to consistently a, do it, he has to be on some type of health regimen throughout the year to where he was able to how do is that. He, like, obviously, like, it's... He's, if he's doing it every year, he's healthy enough. Like, exactly. And he's super famous, so, like, obviously the doctors aren't going to, like, he ain't going to get no heart attack. Like, he's, 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 he's healthy. He's good. Every single year. And somehow he eats 50-something hot dogs. I don't know how he does it. But I've seen him do it every year, and it's just freaking crazy. It's super impressive. That's the world championship, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, people come all across the world. Type thing. It's like a world-renowned thing. Like, like, I, like he just... I don't know. This guy is just unbelievable. Nobody's like, I feel like, I think one year he might have got beat, but then he just came back and smoked him the next year because he, like, trained extra hard. He was, like, sleeping on the competition. But he, like, this guy, like, he just don't lose. Joey Chestnut. Speaking of food, we got Subway giving out a million sandwiches because they're putting in a new menu, a new ordering system. They're adding 12 new sandwiches. Giving out a million. It's cool. It's happening. It's happening. What like July? I can't remember the exact date. I don't know, but we're gonna it's have like to. 10. We're gonna go get our sandwich. And giving out a free million sandwiches, man. What do you think about the new ordering system, though? Because I know when I first told you about it, you were heated. I wasn't heated. It just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> why are you gonna have? Why are you gonna go to Subway, but you can't build your own? Can't build your own sub. You're gonna like have to order like a specific one that they're that they're doing it's on july 12th they're giving away for one million subs but i just don't understand as from to why 10 a.m to 12 p.m i just don't understand why they why they're changing it up but it's subway i got faith in them and I, i'm excited to see what they got because i can't wait to eat the sub on, on july 12th i'm gonna eat it you still got them as a contender as one of the best sub shops even though they're changing their Nah, their ordering style. They're just one of the most popular, but they ain't like, in terms of the quality, and we know that it's not the best. Like, there's other ones that are better. Public subs are better and stuff like that. But it's Subway. Like, it's just, it's always going to be classic. It's a classic. It's the OG. That's it for me. It's just Subway. It's just Subway. I think it's cool that they're giving out a million sandwiches, though. Yeah. That's lit. It's a good thing. But it is a marketing. Of course it's marketing because they're doing it because it's for their new menu. They're not yeah. Dumb. Like, of course, they're 
that's the marketing, but it's cool at the same time. That's it. Like now, so though, if, if the sandwiches are ass, it might be. We don't know. If the sandwiches are ass, though, might be. <sighs> that's gonna kill Subway. Yeah, they just gave out a million sandwiches that were complete ass. Yep. They're hey, not gonna be ass though. They better make sure the workers are on top of it that day. It's not gonna be that ass. We'll find out. Ready to wrap this one up? Yeah, I'm good. Well, uh, guess with all that being said, um, this episode nine, Shooter Straight Podcast, uh, we do have some stuff coming up behind the scenes. You know, we kind of say this every episode, but this time we actually do got some some cool stuff coming up behind the scenes. Come, we're not gonna announce nothing yet, but you know, just stay tuned on social media and all that. You might see some some stuff in the works coming up real real soon. So just stay tuned for that, but. Um, follow us on social medias, you know, the Instagram, personal social medias, you know, on Instagram, Twitter, all that kind of stuff. All that information is in the description down below. Um, follow the pod, continue to comment on the reels and, and the, the clips. And, the clips. and subscribe to the channel, like always, because we're on the road to 1,000 subscribers. Right now, on the road to 200, but ultimately trying to get to 1,000. So we're on TikTok, Twitter. So yeah, man, just help us on, on all the Instagram, platforms all to, to get to where we need to go. And I'm good. Good. Yep. Thank you for continuing to shoot it straight. And I'm Zach. And I'm Blue. And we'll see y'all next time. And we'll see y'all next time. Peace. Peace.